If you run an e-commerce business, you can relate to the amount of work it takes to produce something great. And of course, you want to optimize your workflow and reduce costs. That's why I want to say a big thank you to our partner, ShipStation, and perhaps introduce you to them as well. If you are not familiar with ShipStation, they've been supporting Cytosol School for years. They have helped so many of our listeners make things much easier, automate their shipping tasks, help them scale their business, and also, this is not a small thing, save thousands on shipping with industry-leading carrier discounts. ShipStation is the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code HUSTLE to sign up for your free 60-day trial. 60 days free. ShipStation.com. Code HUSTLE. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people. Whenever you need it, get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello, hello. Welcome to Something Special. This is Chris Gillibo with Side Hustle School. But today's episode is different. It is our monthly extended cut. Now, we still have the episode with the daily story, of course. But once a month, we have one of these special episodes diving into a particular topic, usually something that's requested by you, or if not you personally, other listeners. Today is the 10th extended cut. And last month, we talked about getting a book deal. Now, I was a little bit worried that that was somewhat off topic. I've been in book mode myself for a couple of months, getting ready for the launch of Side Hustle and now out on the road on tour every day. But when I make this show, I'm not thinking about me. I'm trying to think about what's helpful for you. So I was worried it might be off topic for some folks, but a lot of you actually said that you do want to write a book. And I noticed that this question comes up a lot at events. Even people who are doing something else for their side hustle now or have a totally different idea, they also at some point in their life want to write a book. So today is the second of the two-part series. Last time we talked about getting a book deal. Today, I'll give you 11 ways to market your book or other creative project, not just for books. And if it's not for you, well, this is the end of the two-part series. So next month, we'll be on to something else. We've been doing these episodes each month since January. If you're new, you may want to go back and listen to some of the archives. We've had extended episodes about how to build a website in 90 minutes, how to choose between different ideas, how to price your product or service, and even things like behind the scenes of a million-dollar Etsy shop, and how to recover from a side hustle disaster. That was a personal story of my own, actually, but once again, told in a way that's hopefully helpful to some people. And the links to all of those episodes are at sidehustleschool.com extended. Once again, that's at sidehustleschool.com slash extended. A lot of these episodes also have special notes pages or resources that are mentioned. And so all of those links will be there as well. And in just a moment, I want to jump into today's episode, which does include 11 strategies or tactics. We'll do that right after this message from our sponsor. By the way, I always want to say thanks to our sponsors. We don't talk about them a lot on the show. It's designed to be unobtrusive, not in your face. But there really are some great companies that have supported the show and allow all of this content to be completely free to you. So quick word from that sponsor, and then we'll talk about getting your book or creative project out to the world. So last time we talked about getting a book deal and then writing the book. Well, mostly we talked about the first part, getting the book deal. But of course, then you have to write the book. And both of those events, at least the endpoints of those events, are great reasons to celebrate. So you got the book deal. If your experience is like mine, then you endured rejection along the way. 
but eventually you overcame and now you're going to have that book. And of course, writing the book can also be a challenge. So when you come to the end of that process, well, you should celebrate that. So all that's great. But then of course, you've got this big next phase. And that's why you should get back to work because the next challenge is to make sure that people actually hear about this work that you've spent so long creating. And like I said, I'm focusing on books because that's my model, but a lot of my advice is going to be applicable to other creative projects as well. And maybe even to some projects that you don't necessarily think of as being creative because a lot of marketing principles, if they're not universal, they are at least universally adaptable. So I hope you can take something from this advice. Let's begin with four principles. Now I mentioned I have 11 ideas for you. Let's actually begin first with four principles. Principle number one is that you are the marketer, not your publisher or anyone else, not your gallery if you're a visual artist, not your record label if you're a musician. I actually don't know if record labels still exist anymore, but you know what I mean. Not your distributor, not some other entity. The point is, this is up to you to figure out. It doesn't mean your publisher can't help. They can help and they should. There are definitely some things you want to ask of them. But just like I say about side hustles, no one's ever going to care about your career or your well being as much as you do. Well, nobody's going to care about your creative project this thing that you've spent all this time making as much as you do. So you want to give it every chance of success. Principle number two, speaking of success, define your own success and set a goal. Just like day one of the side hustle book. When I designed the 27 step process, 27 days from idea to income, I wasn't immediately sure what steps two through 27 were going to be. There was a whole process of research and writing and editing for that. But I knew immediately when I sat down, well, step number one has to be set a goal. So the same with this too. And from the goal comes the strategy. Now, let me be honest and transparent with you. As always, I've had a range of experiences with my books. I do feel fortunate that a couple of them in particular have gone on to do very well with lots of translations around the world and lots of copies sold. I've also had a couple of experiences where I had a good launch, like I had the book go out and reached a bunch of folks in the beginning. But then after a short period of time, it was almost like nobody cared. It felt like, oh, I've spent so much time on this and I have put it out in the world. And yes, I had a good couple of weeks then, but the book actually didn't go on to live the life that I hoped it would. So obviously, one of these experiences is better than the other. The experiences that I had with my first two books in particular, The Art of Nonconformity, The $100 Startup, those books are now five and seven years old. And I still hear from people every day all over the world who discover them. And that is awesome. Like, I love that. I think the best possible scenario is for your book to continue to sell long into the future, not just in the beginning. In fact, it's actually more important to sell in the long term than it is to just have a big launch and then fizzle away. But of course, this is easier said than done. So the point is to find your own success, set your goal for yourself. I would encourage you to be as specific as possible about this. If you have a publisher, talk to them and ask them what their goal is. They won't give you a real answer at first. So keep asking them. I actually tell my publisher and the people at the podcast network and other people I work with, I actually tell them, I'm like, give me a goal because I'm very motivated that way. And if I know what I'm supposed to aim for, what comparable success looks like, or what you guys see as a success, Like I understand I have to define my own, but having a benchmark is helpful, at least to me. Principle number three, understand who your book is for. Your book is not for everyone. This show is not for everyone. My blog is not for everyone. If you have a blog, it's not for everyone. If you're selling a product or service, clearly it's not for everyone. Everyone is not a market. And in fact, the more specific you can be about excluding people, in fact, the more specific you can be about this, the better. In the back of the side hustle book, I have this whole little resource about how to write a letter to your ideal customer. Well, let's think about how this applies in the world of creative work. I'm going to quote Seth Godin here. Seth Godin is someone who's been quite prolific, written many books, and also just been very influential in the publishing world. And Seth says, consider the fact that among people even willing to buy a book, which is sadly a small market these days, yours is just a tiny little needle in a very big haystack. Far better to obsess about a little subset of the market, that subset that you have permission to talk with, 
that subset where you have credibility, and most important, the subset where people just can't live without your book. So think about that and also ask yourself, like, what is my realm of influence? Who are the people who listen to me, pay attention to what I'm doing, or who are the kinds of people that I think this work would be good for? And sometimes it's good to just focus on what's in front of you rather than thinking like, how do you go out and acquire this huge new readership or listenership or patronage or whatever it is. So clearly understand who your book is for. And principle number four, do not be afraid to ask for help, especially from people you already know. You have worked on this for a long time. Hopefully you have been a helpful person to many people. If you haven't, maybe you should start with that now. But when it comes to something you believe in that you know is going to help a subset of people out there, don't be afraid to ask and ask specifically. So with that in mind, let's jump into the 11 tactics, 11 strategies or tactics to market your book or your creative project. All right, number one, give people a reason why they should order now, not just why they should buy your book or your product or service, whatever it is, why should they buy it now? Like what is timely or important or urgent about it? Anything you can do to get people to take action rather than just saying, oh, that looks like an interesting book, but then I'm going to go about the rest of my day. And maybe if they see that book again or a third time or a fourth time, they'll eventually buy. That's how most of us are. We have to hear the message multiple times. But anything you can do to fast track or avoid that process is great. So have some kind of bonus or incentive. With book launches these days, this is almost a cliche, like everyone's doing it. So it's not super innovative, but that's okay. You don't always have to be innovative. A furniture store has a fire sale like every three months. They go out of business and they reopen. Everybody knows what they're doing, but they have the fire sale because it works. So you need a fire sale or you need a bonus or you need an incentive or otherwise you need a great answer to the question, why should I buy now? Number two, recruit a street team. A street team could also be called a launch team or any other number of phrases. This is a small group of people that you invite into your process kind of behind the scenes. And because they are your fans, I think Gretchen Rubin calls this group of people super fans. I've been a super fan of hers for many years. And because they're your fans, they're happy to do things to support you. And they actually want to go out of the way to spread the word or make a post somewhere or leave a review, which I'll talk about in a moment, or whatever kind of practical support you need, you can go to this street team. Now, how do you do this? Hopefully, if you're going to market a book or some creative project, you have some kind of platform. You have people who follow you on social media. Maybe you have a blog, maybe you have an email list, which is probably the best of all but it could also be a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything else. Wherever it is, you post and you say, hey, getting ready for the launch of this really big project. I've been working on it for a long time, X number of months, X number of years. And I really want it to be a success. So I need some help. If you're interested in joining the street team, the launch team, whatever you want to call it, then go to this website and give me your info. Then you want to set up a little form, which you can do with Google Forms or actually use Wufu, another easy way to make forms on any website. And I will link up Wufu or anything else that I mentioned on that page, sidehustleschool.com slash extended. However you do it, you want to ask for their information, maybe ask some basic demographics where they live, maybe ask about their social media accounts. And you can do this one of two ways. You can take everyone who applies, because you know not everybody's just kind of beating down the door to be part of your launch team. Or if you want, you can ask people to apply. That just creates a little bit more process and adds some layers to it. Obviously, you have to go through and tell people if they're accepted or not. But the point is, you're basically recruiting a street team, and then those people are going to be on a separate email list. You communicate with them over time, like as the book launch is approaching, then once it's out, and you make a series of requests of them, just like I mentioned, social media posts, reviews, or it could be something else. But this is your group of people you go to, and you don't have to worry about asking them too much because they've already raised their hand to say, like, I want to help. Once again, full transparency with you, 
even though the side hustle book launch went very well overall, I'm still supporting it every day, working on it actively. One of my few disappointments was that I didn't do a great job with the street team this time. So I did a good job of putting the word out and saying, come and join the street team. But sadly, my follow-up in communicating with everybody was not the greatest. So if I could go back, I would have put a bit more effort into that. If you were on the street team, you might be thinking, yeah, I signed up for that and I never got anything. Or I got an email like once every two weeks or something, but it really didn't give me a lot of information. Yes, that was my fault. I apologize. Next time I'll do a better job. And if you're planning your own book launch, in this case, at least do what I say, not what I do. Number three, ask your publisher for galleys or make your own if you're self-publishing. Galleys are simply advanced copies of the book, sometimes printed a bit differently. There's usually a disclosure that says this is an advanced copy. It's not for sale. It probably has some typos in it that we haven't fixed yet. But these copies are great to get out to your super fans, to anybody that you hope will support the launch, or to anybody who might be willing to write a review. Speaking of reviews, that's number four. You want to ask at least 10 people to leave a review for you, preferably as soon as the book comes out or really close to it. And the two best places to do that are Amazon.com and Goodreads.com. There are other sites too, of course, but those are the biggest. Other people in the industry, even competitors, look to those sites to see what the reviews say. And in fact, if you want to have 10 your first day the book is out or the first week or whatever it is, you should probably ask more than 10 people because you're not going to have 100% success rate. So pick a number, whether it's 10 or 25 or whatever, and make sure you've asked them in advance to, first of all, read your book. So they're not just leaving a generic review, but they can specifically talk about what they liked. And then also make sure they know how to do it. So for Amazon, you want to say like, here's the link. You can go to this page starting on this date at this time. Look at the bottom left side and it says, write a customer review. Click that button and then you can leave your review. Or if the process is different, the point is just make it really easy for them. Make sure they understand what to do. Number five, publish a sample chapter. If you can give away the beginning of your book, chapter one, typically, sometimes it could be a different chapter. Put that online and allow people to download it perhaps in exchange for their email address to sign up to get updates. There's a number of sites that actually publish links to sample chapters of new books. That can be helpful. And in terms of the sample chapters and the galleys, there's often a debate about how much should you give to people. Like if it's sample material, you don't want to give away 50% of the book. But I actually think it's good to err on the side of giving more rather than less because you want people to be invested. You want them to feel like this is truly a helpful resource to them. So when in doubt, if you have a galley, send it to someone. When in doubt, if you have a chance to post sample material, do it. Number six and number seven are related. Number six, do podcast interviews. Number seven, write guest posts for blogs or do some other kind of question and answer with blogs or anything similar. So not surprisingly, podcast interviews are a great way to reach a lot of people. And there are so many podcasts popping up every day now that even if you don't have a lot of platform, if you aren't super known, it shouldn't be hard to book at least a few interviews. I think there is at least one directory of podcasts that accept guests Some of them have a form in which you can fill out the information and basically apply to be a guest. And then also what I've seen works even better. Once you have done a couple of these, you just ask the host, hey, who else's show should I be on? Can you refer them to me? And most people are going to be happy to pass that on because they have shows to fill. Now, as with any pitching, obviously, you're not going to have 100% success rate. A lot of people will just say, no, it's not a good fit or it's not the right time. And of course, you should always just say, thank you so much for considering it. Maybe I can help you with something in the future. Always be gracious. Now, basically, the same thing holds true for blogs. These days, blogs are generally less influential than a lot of social media and podcasts. But of course, there are exceptions. And there's still a lot of blogs that a lot of people read, especially if you can submit a post to something like Lifehacker or something comparable. There's a lot of sites like that that are still really big, and they do accept guest submissions. If you know somebody at one of these outlets, that's the best way forward in terms of contacting them and asking them who to contact. But if not, just like with the podcast thing, 
no harm done in writing in and asking. They can only say no, and they might say yes. Number eight, create resources for book purchasers or whoever purchases your product, whatever it is. You may have noticed on the Sidusle School site, front and center, when you come, there's a picture of the book and it says register your book. When you register the book in any format, you get access to even more bonuses and even more stuff that we're making. We're actually trying to make some helpful stuff for people who are following the plan in the book. So you can get a tracker, you can get a spreadsheet, more things that are in the mix. So think about what you can do to, once again, reward people who actually purchase the book. It kind of ties into the first thing. Give them a reason why they should order now. Well, when you order now, you get to join a community or you get access to this special thing. And then when they register, of course, you have the ability to continue communicating with them. These people have already showed that they're willing to take action because they purchased your book or whatever it was. And they also went to your website and then registered a second action. So that's great. Anything you can do to reward those people or encourage that process is good. Number nine, host events or meetups or visit independent bookstores. That's been my strategy for eight years in different ways. It's evolved a bit, but right now I'm on the road. I'm still doing events. I'm doing a hundred city tour, which is my biggest one ever. So this strategy that I started with eight years ago, I still very much believe in. There are lots of different ways to have a meetup. You could just post something on meetup.com and say, hey, we're having a meetup for everyone interested in whatever your topic is. It's more about like, let's gather around this shared interest or something that we all want to learn. On my very first tour long ago, I went to all 50 states and every Canadian province. And I always tell that story whenever someone's looking for the magic solution. How do I sell my book or fill up my event or whatever I'm trying to achieve? I say, oh, it's simple. Well, all you have to do is go to all 50 states, pay your own way, sort out the logistics yourself, and meet anyone who's interested in seeing you. In other words, it's not necessarily easy, but I can also tell you it's very much worth it. And perhaps you don't have to do all 50 states. Here's an easier one, something I learned from Gretchen Rubin. And I don't know if she still does this, but for years, she would send a signed book plate or a bookmark, I forget exactly what it was, to anyone who asked for it on her website. And I thought that was genius when I saw her doing that. In fact, I meant to copy it, but I don't think I ever did. So I'll have to put that back on my long-term list. And until then, maybe you can beat me to it. People love getting a personalized gift. All it costs is a stamp, but it was meaningful. And last but not least, let's call it get creative. So there's all kinds of things you can do. You can probably do something that's much smarter and more interesting than all the things I just named. I don't think you should ignore all the things I just named because they can be effective. But if you have a fun idea to do something different, more power to you. I'll give you two examples. Another friend of mine, Donald Miller, has a new book out called Building a Story Brand. I was able to be a guest on his podcast recently. Super nice guy. And he asked if he could send me an advanced copy because he was thinking about sending those galleys out. And then I got in the mail, not just the advanced copy, but I got a box and I opened up the box and there was a bullhorn in it because his book is all about building your story brand and getting your message out. Kind of what I'm talking about in this podcast, but in a different way. So he had sent me this branded bullhorn. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like I'd never been sent a bullhorn in the mail before. Got a lot of random stuff, but never that. So it really stood out. Now I'm telling you that story. I'm reminded of another author a few years ago, Carol Roth. She sent me something. I think it was like a Barbie doll. It was a Barbie doll that was made in her image in a really big box as well. So once again, here it is years later, and that was to promote her book, The Entrepreneur Equation. In fact, now that I'm remembering it, it may have been more like an action figure, but hopefully I'm not being too sexist when I describe it as a Barbie doll, because I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it looked like. We could say fashion doll if you prefer. Anyway, never got anything like that before either. When I tell you these stories, I don't think that you need to do something like that, but it's true that these things are memorable. So if you have a crazy idea, by all means, don't let anyone talk you out of it, including me. Well, those were my 11 ideas for you. 
11 ways to market your book or creative project. Let's just kind of bring it all back here. You can spend several months lining up support for something major like your book launch. And I want to encourage you, you made it, so be proud of it. Do what you can to give your creative project the best odds of reaching the most people. Or once again, not necessarily the most people, but the best people, the right people, the ones who are going to say, thank you for making this. This is having a positive impact on my life, and I'm so glad I found it. When you go through this process, you're going to hear stories like that too. I can tell you from my own experience, it's one of the most rewarding things about writing or making something and putting it out for others to experience. So I hope you do that. And I hope this was helpful. If you get a chance, let me know if you have any more questions or let me know what your book idea is. If you're one of the people who wants to write a book, send me a note on Twitter. It's just my name, Chris Guillebeau, G-U-I-L-L-E-B-E-A-U. And I'll also start a thread on my Facebook page for people to answer. That's facebook.com slash Chris Once again, G-U-I-L-L-E-B-E-A-U. You are awesome. Thank you for listening. The Daily Stories will continue and we'll have our next extended episode in about a month. I look forward to sharing that with you, just like I look forward to sharing the stories with you every day. With that, I will sign off. I'm Chris Gillibout for Side Hustle School.